Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. We are starting this new series today, Your Future Family. Your Future Family. And I, I hope in the, in the course of this month we'll be able to talk about a few different things, uh, specifically in family, hopefully address some of the things in your family uh, I know that, um, you know, whatever, wherever you're, whatever you're going through, um, whether you have kids or not, whether you uh, have lost, just as Danielle mentioned just a second ago, if you've lost a loved one, lost a family member, uh, I have in the last year, and there was a season even for us in our lives where we didn't have kids, and we, we th- at one point thought that we weren't going to have any. Uh, I think that no matter where you are and what season you are in life, and no matter what season you are in your family, if you're single, there's, God's still going to be able to use you, and he's still using you now, and he's still doing something, and that's being, it's being built right now. And so the whole thing today is just how your family is under construction, and that's kind of the, the theme for the day. That's the, the series, or the, the, the sermon title today is just that it's under construction. Your family is under construction, and, uh, and that goes to absolutely every person in this room, no matter where you are in your walk with, with the Lord, and no matter where you are in your family and what, what uh, makes up of your family at this moment. Um, today, we're going to be in Psalm 127, and I want to be able to just read that with you. Uh, you don't have to read it. I'll read it, but I'm going to read it as, as you'll see the words on the screen behind me, and then we're going to break this down over the course of our time here together this morning. So if we can, let's, uh, let's read this, or I'll read this. It says this. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. I'm going to read that again. Unless the Lord builds a what? Thank you. Okay, just making sure you guys are in there with me. Okay. Its builders labor over it in Okay. Unless the Lord watches over a city, a watchman stays alert in vain. In vain, you get up early and you stay up. Oh, man. You guys are, must not be early birds. All right, I'm going to go it again. All right, here we go. In, in vain, you get up early and you stay up. All right, thank you. Hey, who's a, who's a night owl? Raise your hand if you're a night owl. That's totally me. Early birds, raise your hand. Isn't that funny how we're just so divided like that? Okay, all right, I'm already causing division. All right, here we go. All right. Um, <clears throat> in vain you get up early and you stay up late, working hard enough, uh, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives us sleep, or he gives sleep to the one he loves. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, children a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is a man who has filled his quiver with them. Such men will never be put to shame when they speak, uh, when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. And so we're going to break this down today and talk a little bit about this and what this means. And it's about family. It's about kids. It's about our roles in kids' lives, no matter where we are, no matter what walk we're in, and no matter what you're going through, God still can use you. God still can use anything. And so here's what happens, and this is what the whole idea of under construction means, is this, that strong families don't just happen by chance. Strong families don't just happen by chance. They are built, meaning that we are under construction. Our families, no matter where, what defines and what our family looks like, is under construction. It's, it's, it's based on construction. The only way that we are going to have a strong family is to create one with some construction. And so your family is under construction. First uh, Peter 5.8 says this, says that the, the, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Meaning that, that, that our families, 
the devil's going to try to come in and wreck him. He, he wants nothing more than our families to fall. And so we have to be strong. We have to be vigilant. We have to uh, understand that our adversary is out to come and get us. And so we have to build a strong foundation. We have to build a strong family. Thinking of this, it reminds me of my son when he was building blocks all the time. He still likes Legos, but it's no longer just building whatever. He used to build things all the time. Oftentimes, he would build something and it would break fall apart, his daughter would be like Godzilla and just wreck it completely, and then that would just ruin everything. I don't know if you've ever experienced that with other kids, breaking other persons, other kids' buildings and stuff like that with Legos, but for a while, that was, it was a terror in my house, and, and uh, I would always tell Davis, I would say, hey, Davis, the best thing about Legos is that you can build them back up, you can put them back together. So no matter where we are in our walk and in our, 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 our faith, Trust this, that no matter how much you feel like your life potentially has broken or fallen apart, God is so good, he makes it so that we can build it back together, okay? So before I say anything else in that, I want you to understand that, that no matter where we are in our walk with, with the Christ that, and, or without him, that no matter, no, no matter what, we can build it back. God, God's in the business of building. He's, he's the architect, which we're going to get into in a second. Don't go to that point yet. Oh, don't go to that point yet is what I said. All right, thank you. That was a little spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but here's the idea, right? I remember one time my son had those Duplos. You guys know what I mean? They're like the fake Legos, but they're the oversized ones for the little kids, you know? And I remember him getting one and, and stacking a super high tower, right? We've probably all have done this, even in our 30s. Um, but we try to stack it as high as we possibly can. Eventually, what happens? It falls over. Why does it fall over? There's not a strong foundation is what the answer is, okay? But that's why you're here. That's why you're here. You're, you're here to learn. All right, so it, it falls over because it doesn't have a strong foundation, right? It, it, it can only grow a certain height without a strong foundation or it falls over. Here's the good news. We can rebuild it, but let's build it again with a stronger foundation. And, and it's hard to teach somebody like a three-year-old that, you know, hey, listen, it's not necessarily how high we can make it. Let's make it strong so it we can withstand and that's going to be a better building. Well, you know, it's not as tall. It's not, it doesn't look as nice. Well, well, you know, let's not compare ourselves to the highest building, right? Let's build a strong foundation, okay? You guys pulling in the associations I'm pulling in here? Okay, all right, so we're trying to build a nice foundation. It's not always the tallest building, but it's the strongest it can withstand. And so when we're talking about our families, we want to make sure while our family is under construction, no matter where we are, empty nesters, doesn't matter who you are, your family is under construction, let's build a solid foundation together. And that's why you're here. That's why uh, Scripture is here for us to understand this. And as we read through uh, uh, Psalm 127 again uh, throughout the course of this, I've got some points for you. But I want to leave you, before we get into it again, with this quote. It says, live thoughtfully today so that you don't have to live regretfully tomorrow. Live thoughtfully today so that you don't have to live regretfully tomorrow. We're making decisions today that affect our future. So when we're talking about our future family, the decisions and the way that we are laying down a foundation right now affects us in the future and affects our future family. Again, it doesn't matter what your family looks like at this point. If you're single and you're not married and you don't have a family, you don't have, I mean, you don't have a kid or you know, anything like that, this is, this, is, this is great news because you can start that foundation now. If you're in the middle of it, you understand that. Even if you're empty nesters, you still have an opportunity to continue to grow and build that foundation that is going to withstand long after you're gone because you left 
uh, great seeds and great foundation for the next generation. And so I want to continue to encourage you to pour into our families. All right, so the first thing we see in the first verse of Psalm 127 says this, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. So here's the first point, that God is the architect. We need to acknowledge this. We need to understand this, that God is the architect. I want you to realize this today, that God is in, he's in control and he is the architect. He's the one that is going to develop what the building looks like. He's going to develop what your family looks like. He's the one. He's the one that created everything. Before we start to build a building, the architect has to put it down on paper. So that's exactly what he did right here, okay? It's a horrible, horrible Jesus juke right there, but it works, okay? We have the paper. This, he is the architect, and so we are the laborers, we are the builders. So it's, it's our job to see it come to fruition. He's in control, but we need to realize that the Lord built the house. It is by his design, and we are the laborers. We are the ones that are in the process. We are the ones that are digging the ditches to make the foundation strong. We're laying the brick to make sure that the building is strong. All right, we are putting in the work. We are the laborers in our family in this whole process of having a family under construction. And a lot of times, if you're single or if you don't have kids or anything like this, like the first thing I always tell people when they're single and they're not married yet is you need to make sure that you're good first because you can't start to try to fix or make somebody else better until you understand where where you're at with the Lord. And that's a great place to start because when you get married, everybody that's married say amen. When you get married, you take on some other people's stuff. Okay, right? And so you need to understand that it's always better for your relationship and your foundation and your family to understand where I am and, and figure out where I'm at with the Lord. It's always going to help you, all right? When you enter in the world of kids and you have kids that come into your life, that changes everything. You are now responsible for another living being, okay? More so than a dog, for those of you that are dog mamas and daddies, all right? More so than a dog, like there's, there's extreme responsibility there, all right? Not to scare you, but it changes everything. And you want to make sure that you're walking that line where you want, you want that foundation to be strong. When you're going through preschool, when you're going through elementary school, middle school, and then high school, college, and beyond, that you want to continue to build on that foundation, Okay. And so understand that we are the laborers. But you know what? In that also, in Psalm 127, verse 1, it says this. It says, the watchman stays alert in vain. Okay, the builders labor over it in vain. The Lord builds the house. He's the architect. The Lord builds the house as the architect. It's laborers who are you and I. We labor over it in vain. And unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. So we are also watchmen. We are, we are also watchmen and women. And so we need to keep watch and care over our families. The watchmen, this is our assignment, to be, to be laborers, to be builders, and to be watchmen and women. We are, we are caring for, we are protecting, we are looking out for our family. We have to be on alert at all times to understand. So you don't want to neglect what God has called you to protect, Okay dropping some lines on you, but that's okay. Did you catch that? Don't, don't neglect what God has called you to protect. We are here to construct and to protect. I played some video games when I was in high school where you had to like build, the, I don't know, what Age of Empires. Anybody with me on that? Please? Okay, thank you. All right, I didn't want to be the only one. Um, but I remember building up the wall and building up the guard towers. You've got to be able to build something as you're building it to be able to protect it, and so you want to protect it. 
In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talks about how we can build our house on a rock. It's way better than building it on a sand. Why? Because the foundation is stronger on a rock. There's a, there's a, there's a Millennium Tower out in uh, San Francisco. You guys know about this building? It's falling. It's slowly, it's like the new leaning tower. It's the leaning tower of Millennium or whatever it is out in, in, Los, or in uh, San Francisco. It's, it's starting to fall. It's starting to sink because they didn't dig down deep enough to hit the rock to start their foundation. And they're, they're, it, it, it's a major deal over there. But you have to be able to build a strong foundation. Matthew chapter 7, it talks about how Jesus says, you build this house on a rock. And uh, no matter what it goes through, the wind and the waves, it'll, it'll continue to withstand. And so as we are growing in our families, our future families are at risk of the wind and the waves of this world. And if we build our house on the rock, it will withstand. The second thing that we see in this 127 is this, and we need to see, is, we need to focus on, and that is eliminating distractions. All right? You can leave that up there. You can, okay. Uh, I'm so thrown off now. There it is, okay. In vain, you get up early and stay up late, eating food earned by hard work. Certainly, he gives sleep to the one he loves. He gives sleep to the one he loves. So we need to focus on this. We need to eliminate these distractions. Focus on eliminating distractions in your families. When it talks about being in vain, in getting up early and waking up late, sometimes, sometimes we work really, really hard, and we do it, and we do it in vain if we are letting our families slip in the process. So those of us that pride ourselves in getting up early and working hard and getting the grind and hustling and hustling and hustling and then staying up late, it is all in vain if we are neglecting the one thing that we are called to construct and to protect. And so we need to be careful and we need to focus and we need to make sure that we are not eliminating these distractions. Seek first the kingdom of God, scripture tells us, okay? Seek first the kingdom of God and in all its righteousness will be given unto you. So we need to put that first and make sure that even though that we are working and, and God honors strong workers and, and, and God honors all these people that, uh, that, that we read in, in Scripture, but we need to understand that we are called and we are here for a purpose with our future family to build and to construct and to watch over and to protect. And when we're talking about protecting, by the way, I'm talking about you have every right as a parent to say no. Is, is that Okay. Like, you have every right as a parent to say no. You can say no to that TV show. You can say no to this program. You can say no to going to that party. You can say no to going to these things because your role as a parent is to protect. You are to watch over. It's so important for you not to lose sight of that role. Yes, you can allow them to have some freedom, but if you know that it's going to protect them, if you know that there are somebody that is out there to try to get them, that's where you step in, Mama Bears, and protect. And that doesn't stop in elementary school. It continues into high school and beyond. All right? We need to focus and eliminate any of these distractions. We need to uh, work hard at not neglecting our families and serving the Lord. We need to make sure that we are not doing all these things to uh, allow it to be in vain. There's a quote here that I have by Laura Vandekamp. It says this when it talks about um, not having enough time, because that's a, that's a big excuse for us sometimes. Uh, it's, it's an excuse in our family a lot. And a lot of times we say we make, we make time for the things that are important. That's like, a, that's like a family statement for us. We make time for the things that are important. Laura Vandekamp puts it as this. Don't say I don't have time. Say it's not a priority right now. 
because that's what you're saying. If you don't have time for your kids, you're basically saying it's not a priority. My kids aren't a priority for me right now. So, so instead of saying I don't have time for this, just might as well call it like it is and say I don't have priority. I don't, this isn't a priority for me right now. And, and think about what in your life really isn't a priority and make that really the excuse, right? Scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, it's not really a priority for me right now. My family is what's a priority for me right now. I have time for my family. I have time to help out with this. I have time to be able to go outside, throw the football, or go, out, go, go, go to the playroom and, and, and have tea time with your daughter. That's, that's hitting me, right? Here's the beautiful thing in this, in this verse, verse number two. It says that he gives sleep to those he loves. That's understanding that even though we may do all these things in vain from time to time, there's still grace that's in this. When, when the tower falls over and the, the Legos are all over the place, the best thing about it is, I always say that to Davis, even now. What's the best thing about Legos? You can build it again. The best thing about when we fall, God will still build it again. And, and this, is the, this, is a, this paints a great picture of this. He gives sleep to the ones he loves. He's gonna give us grace. He gives us rest. Rest because that's just how uh, great he is. Listen, he doesn't give us rest because we work so hard. We get up early and we stay up late and we're just hustlers. He doesn't give us rest because of that. He gives us, he's not giving us rest because we're so great. He's giving us rest because he's so great. And without, without that, without grace, we are nothing. We are nothing. Verse number three says this. It says, sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, children a reward. So the third thing in this is that we need to understand that we need to maintain proper mindset. We need to maintain our mindset. Well, what does that mean? It means this. It says, um, you know, you, it, it says, uh, uh, sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord. A children, they're a reward. Children belong to God. In this term, heritage, heritage, originally translation, all that stuff, going back into some of the understanding and the reading and, uh, and uh, the studying of, of some of these words, it was possession. It was meaning that God really, th- these children really do belong to God. God uh, has given us a gift. When, when something is given, right, there, there's a, a possession chain exchange, right? So the, originally, children come from God. They are a blessing, and they are from God, and they belong to God. And you may think in this whole process, well, I don't, I don't have kids. I don't know if this series is going to be the best thing for me because, you know, I don't really know where I'm. But I want to tell you that you are building for the future today, no matter what. We've talked about that and what that means for you. And here's the other thing about our kids and how we like to, to, to think that, that, you know, they're ours. We need, to, we need to change our mindset a little bit and say, listen, these, these, are, these are a gift from God. These are something very special. This is a special blessing for us. And, and a lot of times we have plans for our kids. We want our kids to to go to college. We want our kids to do this. We want our kids to be successful. We want our kids to get good grades and all these things. We want our kids to be in the NBA. We want our kids to do whatever, right? We have great high ambitions for our kids, but so does God. And sometimes it doesn't look the same. And we need to realize that and be able to present our kids as a, not a, you know, as a sacrifice in a sense. I remember when I was, um, uh, when, when, when I was pregnant, when I was pregnant, um, <laughs> Danielle went through the pregnancy. Uh, so did I, but she, she carried uh, them. Um, no big deal. Um, all the women now are like, where's the tomatoes? <laughs> um, no, but I remember she was pregnant, and I remember uh, we were trying to build a little curb appeal at our house at the same time, and I remember planting uh, a row of bushes outside my house, and I remember um, 
Uh, I think maybe she was even on bed rest at that point. And um, she was literally, I remember at one point knowing that she was inside watching TV, laying on the couch. Um, and, you know, your mindset could be like, well, why, why is she not out here helping me? Uh, I'm sweating and laboring in vain, right? Um, but I remember digging, and instead, instead of that being my mindset, I remember going to the Lord immediately and just going in prayer. And I remember thinking, all right, I don't know what to pray about. And I'm like, well, I'm going to pray for my son. At that point, we knew we were going to have a son. And, and I said, I'm going to pray for my son. And I just was, I was digging these holes, and I was, I was laboring, and I was, you know, planting these bushes. And I just, I remember praying and saying, God, just, you know, I don't, I don't care, you know, what happens. I want him to be yours. I want, the, you know, like it was just like this most, you know, I thought it was wonderful. It was probably horrible because I'm rattling on now and I was probably rattling to God, right? Um, but that's how I talk and that's how I pray. And I remember just in that moment, like fully surrendering Davis, my unborn child, to the Lord for whatever he wanted and for him to protect him. And, and this is something that, when we're talking about our future family, this is where we build a foundation. And, and we, need to, we need to surrender our kids and understand that they are God's gift to us and they belong to the Lord. They are a blessing. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, right? I, I mean, let's be real. Like so, some of you don't have kids or some of you that, um, that just haven't had the opportunity to have kids yet, you think, well, it's, you know, it's not fair. They, they're a blessing, yeah. Well, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Uh, bedtimes just doesn't feel like it sometimes. When they're picky eaters, doesn't feel like it sometimes. When they're, you know, um, emptying out um, uh, baby powder all over your house and smearing it with butt paste all over your house and then getting water and soap and smearing that all over your house, not separate days, but all in like the one day and you're cleaning that up for three hours after it took them 15 minutes to make that mess, you think, this is a burden. <laughs> this is not easy. This is not fun. But I think sometimes we get blessings and burdens confused because they're both are pretty heavy. And we need to realize that no matter what we're going through, no matter what it looks like, our blessing, even though that it can be heavy to carry sometimes, kill, uh, kill, uh, kids really are. I almost said children. I don't, that didn't make sense, but... But a burden can be mistaken often with a blessing because they're both heavy. They both have weight. And a blessing, any blessing, no matter what it is, has the weight of, of a special privilege. And there's a responsibility that goes with that as well. And so we, we need to recognize that as parents, that our kids are a blessing. And if you don't have kids, and, and maybe it's not God's will for you to have kids, and maybe you're thinking, I don't, I don't ever want to have kids, even still, Having an, a, a, a great mindset, maintaining the right mindset is, is so key because um, you have an opportunity to, to be in, a, in kids' lives. There, there's kids at Anchor Church that are around here all the time. You may interact with kids. You may have nieces and nephews. You have an opportunity to be an example for kids and to treat them just as they are, as a blessing. And so no matter what role you are, in this world right now with, in, in regards to kids, you have a, a tremendous opportunity. We just need to have the right mindset to it. Matthew chapter 18, Jesus tells us this. He says uh, that when you, receive, um, when you receive children with a welcome, you're receiving him. So the more welcome you are to kids, it's like receiving Jesus. Jesus paints a portrait often of, of just kids and how, uh, how welcoming he, he was to kids and how when we are welcoming to them, that, that we're welcoming um, kids just as we would be welcoming Christ. 
Uh, we've got some of the best teachers. We, we, we focus on kids a lot here at Anchor Church. A lot of time, a lot of investment. Uh, there are many people that give a lot of time to make sure that the best thing is happening right now in Anchor Kids. Uh, from curriculum, we're going through a curriculum change over the next couple months, and we've got some people that are really excited about that. We've got volunteers that spend hours each, each week just to be able to make sure that something great and fantastic is happening on the other side of this building for kids. There's a lot of volunteers that, helping out, that are helping out every single week, and we recognize that, that children just are a blessing, and we're going to treat them that way, and we want them to understand just how wonderful our God is. It's about laying a foundation, and we want to do that here at Anchor Church as well. Verse 4 and 5 talk about this here. Talk about the arrows says this, it says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons and daughters in one's youth. Happy is the man who has uh, filled his quiver with them. Such men will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the, at the city gate. And so the fourth thing is this, we need to understand that we need to embrace the advantage of the arrow. We need to think about kids like arrows. I didn't have any arrows at my house today. So I went on Amazon and I bought a bow and I bought some arrows with a quiver. The bow showed up. The arrows in the quiver did not. <laughs> so I cannot show you that today. I've lost my children. Quivers, the arrows. <laughs> no, no. But I want you to think about this. Think about arrows as children. And if you've ever done a bow and arrow before, you, you don't need me to show you. You can think about that. But as parents, we're the warriors. We're the one with the bow and the arrow. And our home is often on the back, Robin Hood style, right? Is the quiver holding the arrows. That's our home. It's a, it's a place of protection. It's a place to house the arrows. And the world, in this sense, becomes the archery field. And I, I want to paint this picture for you to understand that arrows, we have every opportunity for our children to point them to Christ. Christ is the target. Christ is always the target. We want to point our arrows at the target, always. And our target in that process is that we would just, hopefully, if we hit our target, that children would understand who Jesus is and that they would give their life to him, that they would surrender their life to Christ. And that's our goal as parents. We're the, we're the, we're the warriors. And, and maybe we need some target practice. That's why you're here. Maybe we need some target practice. That's prayer. Maybe we need some target practice, and that's scripture, reading through the Bible, doing a Bible study, going to an anchor group and getting involved with other people, learning more about who this God really is and how it affects your life. Some parenting tips sometimes in those, some just life tips. There's just great things about doing life together with people going through the same thing that you're going through. It's all about the practice. It's all about the laying the foundation. So you want to prepare your arrows to let them go. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you'll get neither. It's about where you're targeting. Sometimes we want to launch our kids so badly into this world 
you might just get what you want. But our target, our aim should be pointing them to Christ, pointing him to heaven, and you'll get the earth also. You'll get the world also. But it's about aiming and hitting the target the best way you possibly can. There's a famous verse in the Bible that says this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's the target. We want our whole family, the foundation. We want everybody. We want all of them to, to love the Lord, to aim for Him, and to hit that and to serve Him. And sometimes we lose focus. Sometimes we say, as for me and my house, we're going to get straight A's. As for me and my house, we're going to play basketball. As for me and my house, we're going to play this sport. We're going to do this. As for me and my house, we're going we're gonna to go to this college. But I want to say this to you today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is our goal. That should be your goal. That is, that is the portrait that we see in the architect's map. It's not the right word. Diagram. Blueprints. That's what we see. That's, that's the aim. That's the target. And the final thing that I just want to share with you real, real simple, it's not even a point on the screen, is this, that, that there's going to be a time where it's hard for some of us mamas and daddies, but the warrior does no good until he releases the arrow. At some point, we have to release our kids. We can't change the trajectory once it happens, but that's why the foundation is so important right now. We're going we're gonna to pull it back. We're going to give it the right amount of tension. We're going to give it the right amount of aim. And we're eventually going to release. And when we release an arrow, it can go to the target. It could create chaos. It could fall. It's all about pointing and releasing. At that point, God, God, it's in God's hands where the arrow goes. But we're going to do everything we can to get it pointing in the right direction and release. That's it. A family under construction. Build your foundation. and It's always in the process of happening. Let's pray. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.